Welcome to GalacticConnection.com, one of the most popular blogs on the World Wide Web today for alternative news. Stay tuned for the latest information on our world shift from enslavement to galactic involvement, as well as current intel on any blockages impeding us from our sovereign birthright. Knowledge and self-mastery are key at this time. Our commitment is to present you with the latest breaking conspiratorial articles, off-world messages, exopolitics, cutting-edge technologies and sciences, and also an ever-significant intertwining of spiritual support and metaphysical scope that one needs to dive down the rabbit hole in search for truth with balance. We are truly on the horizon of a new golden age filled with the promise for more love, worldwide peace, and accelerated intuitive skills, where every living being can exist in cohesion and abundance. It is whatever we envision and dream this new world to be. I say to you now, let's redefine the new world to the beginnings of our own precious heaven on earth. Galactic Connection is here to provide the pulse of Mother Earth through an eclectic range of interviews each Tuesday afternoon from 3 to 4.55 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Station 2 on BBS Radio, expanding your perspectives on how we can once and for all take back our freedoms, our joy, and our connection with our mighty I Am Presence. Our intention remains true to connect hearts and minds everywhere in order to obtain global unity and galactic and universal acceptance. Our discussions will continue to cover anything to do with galactic society and our involvement with our galactic brothers and sisters. Our guests are experts in their fields and our radio shows have been coined as some of the most thought-provoking out there. In addition to our daily blog, which runs 365 days a year, we also offer a realm of healing services such as our world-renowned implant removal processes, our spiritual past life clearings, our galactic violet ray alchemy, from Alexandra who shares in the lineage of Merlin, and other cutting-edge healing technologies. Check our site out at galacticconnection.com now. Sending you a wave of light, love, and inspiration, and a personal hug and thank you for listening to our Galactic Connection radio show and visiting our blog today. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Alexandra Metters of GalacticConnection.com. And what better time than to gather all of the healers and have a little bit of a chat, a chingwag, as my friend says from England. Um, and I think it's really important because the energies have uh, just changed things so significantly within the healing community. Uh, I'm noticing it with my work, and I think this would be a really good conversation today to review some of the uh, the types of shifts that we're noticing, maybe perhaps some of the pitfalls that we're running into, and even possibly some of the fixes that we can give you, some simple fixes and solutions that we have found that assist others. And then also just to clarify, because it's been a long time, uh, to you know introduce you to the various healers that work with Galactic Connection. Um, first of all, we have Jeff Godfrey, who's in the, well, at least in my screen, he's in the upper top hand corner. Yeah, they're probably all switched out. <clears throat> uh, Jeff has, Jeff, how long have you been working with Galactic Connection? Uh, to the healing service, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. Wow, it's been that long. 
That's crazy. And so uh, he handles preparing for the divine blueprint. He also handles the guardian protection initiation. Um, we're going to talk to him in a few minutes about uh, some of his specialties. And then we have Jerry Yesko. And Jerry handles the implant removal, the soul alignment, and, and then the DNA sequencing and activation. We then have David Rollinzaher. I love that. Rollinzaher. And David handles the um, co-creating your desired reality, as well as help me with this one, intrusion removal and soul retrieval process. Did I get it right? Uh, divine essence retrieval. But. Divine essence retrieval. Ah. <laughs> and then we have Jeffrey Rosenberg, and Jeff Jeffrey's just an awesome sound healer, and he handles the aligning with. Well, let me. Why don't you go ahead and say it? It's organic. Organic light realignment process. Organic light realignment process. So you're probably wondering, well, what are those and what do they do for me and why would I even want to consider have, having a session with any of these folks? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I do at the very end. But today I really want to focus on these folks. And uh, I think I want to start it out with, just put it out there for all of you, what you're seeing as far as the shifts in 2017 with people's uh, challenges blockages what are they saying to you or what are you yourself experiencing with these new energies in 2017 who would like to go first uh, i guess i would since i opened my mouth uh one of the things i i am really noticing right now and it's coming in very strong is um when i do an irp an implant removal if a woman is married and she's her uh last name of her husband. I have, and I talked to Sandy about this. We need to have people start now using their maiden names, their actual born name. And the reason why is because the energies are so um, interwoven right at this moment. On a married woman, I can almost pick up and feel the presence of their husband's uh, energy, energy interweaving into their own timelines. Uh, it's like they have had past connections and everything else. And for the implant removal, I want to separate those two and just work on the individual self. So the main thing I'm learning or seeing right now is energetically, uh, either you're going to be binding really close to your partner or you're going to be separating. Interesting. Jerry, do you feel that that's been going on all along and you just can now see that? Or do you actually feel that it's more strongly a, an entanglement? I almost feel like it's stronger of an entanglement right now, just because of the way that the world's go, going. Hmm. And because I felt for a while now that we have not been truly connected because we are learning our own individualities, that we're breaking old bonds of uh, paradigm shifts and going into a more of a eye center of placement of energy. And we're growing to establish our own uh, individual identities more than a collective thought of energy. Huh. And, and let me get that straight. That, that goes on the DNA levels of, uh, of creation. Still, we'll still work as teams, and the empathy level of human beings are probably going up higher 
but the separation of how we view of helping each other is the separation point. So where someone might have you underneath their uh, thumb, as they used to say at one time, that aspect of our nature is breaking away from it and uh, overcoming the boundaries of, uh, what would you call it, freedom of self-expression is becoming more pronounced, mm -hmm. standing up for oneself. And, and, and less, less codependency kind of thing. Less, yeah, exactly. And that's why it's really important that they have the maiden name of, of their birth name now. Very cool. How about you, David? You were going to say something? I've noticed the same thing of people having to retake their own space so they're creating their own reality because people have had so many mechanisms in place to how they fit into other people's realities that it's time that they're working on separating away from adapting to others and actually finding what's their true expression and frequency. So it's been the similarity of regrounding their energy here through their alignment and not through the people around them or their situation growing up or other entanglements. And then holding that light column here so that they're establishing a new platform for them to operate from, which I think will give them some solidity as this old platform around them is starting to disintegrate. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing that Jerry is saying, but just a slightly different view I've noticed from people having to work with those issues on how to establish themselves and what does their expression look like versus reactive expression to the outside. So. Very interesting. I've also noticed that uh, we as a healing community have shifted into more of, I guess I'm going to use the word, uh, off the cuff, more spontaneous uh, action when we're working with clients from the standpoint that all of the rituals that we all had you know, uh, included in the way that we prepared ourselves, whether it was, I've got to burn incense and I've got to sage myself and I have to gong the, 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 the bell and I've got to, you know, whoever. I, I have heard this from so many healers that everyone's just kind of throwing that out the window. And I'm curious if anybody has experienced anything like that. I've experienced, um, um, social media and, and in my contacts with other people that uh, I'll say it this way, people, whether they know it or not, are starting to go towards or choose to stand in their own authority. Sometimes they don't realize what that is. And um, in the past, over the last 45 years, mostly we start out following somebody and quite often just keep on doing that and it's like it's like what you said that healers are dropping certain um patterns that they did and using what's working for them individually and um i've all i've also and and, and the reason is because uh, we could say the veils are being lifted people are experiencing things um 
as quote unquote powers that they can do, but minimize um, that they're actually doing them and looking for it to be from somebody else, from an ascended master, from whoever, rather than recognizing that they in reality are the master. They just have to see it within themselves and be able to acknowledge it. And I think what we do here on Galactic Connection is assist people to really stand in their own authority, to really see, because we're not doing anything really to them. We're assisting them with, with what they're choosing to do. And they choose to have a session with, with one of us because they're resonating with the potential of what could happen if they just get a little assistance with what they're really trying to do in their life. Or receiving the appropriate codes, frequencies, well, yes. information yes. that we each one of us might carry that they're looking for that little piece. Yes. That them on their journey. Um, I've noticed um, there's quite a lot of interest these days in quote unquote language of light or light yeah. language or what used to be called speaking in tongues. That it's it, That's a whole subject in itself and people are just spontaneously having that happen and yes. they, don't know, they don't know what it is so uh, that's another thing that uh, at least I can assist people with getting more focused on that by coming into connection with what their their mission is on this planet that's that's really well well phrased and I think the other thing that I've started to notice, and I'd really be curious what you all have run into with this, is there's so much information out there. There's so much awareness out there now as to this uh, mysterious uh, system of oppression that has been used to block us or prevent us from uh, really getting in touch with our own gifts, our own guidance, etc. And a lot of that's being chipped away every single day. And what I'm noticing is that those that read a lot of this material, they have something happen within their field or within their body, and they equate it to an article that they read. And they immediately, no matter what is going on with them, they, they may immediately feel, oh, that's what's going on with me. That's what's wrong with me. And what I'm noticing is because the energies are so incredibly high and, and our ability to create has soared astronomically, uh, I'm finding there are people that this happens to them and they keep recreating it because they read this article and they believe, oh, well, that's what's wrong with me. And so they've actually uh, almost owned that whatever that article, do you get what I'm saying? Have you guys run into that? Uh, Go ahead. I have, I have known people whereby they would get a, um, they'd have a problem and they'd go out on the internet and look at 20 different reasons why they could have that problem. And even if they didn't have it, they would start um, almost having those symptoms. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And I forget what they call that. Uh, there's a word for that, but uh, this is where you sh if, if you're going to read a lot of information, 
Use your judgment on what best fits you. Just don't assume that it's all true. And that's what I tell uh, people that I talk to. And that's why I think they really like having a person they can go to that is aware um, and then help them distinguish what is their imagination or what's really happening. And that's where I think this group really comes in strong on that aspect, especially with the diversity that we have. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I have been noticing that the amount of shifts and changes are just back-to-back. It's like every day is a different theme almost. There's like, uh, I'll, I'll just notice my state is, is feeling what's going on. And, uh, and it might be something happened on whatever it might be when time with the actual structure or matrix might have me shifting that day. Sometimes they spray these guys and they are, um, they actually are, I, I've been tracking for years, it put in psychic messages that emanates from them like big radar dishes almost in the sky, and they're usually very negative. But, uh, but most I've been noticing when I work with people that the shifting seems to happen a little easier now, but that the, the bindings of all the, the grids that people are holding their um, identification with of who they are and all their experiences and uh, everything that they've piled around the, the thing they call who they are. And it's, it's much easier to um, release those. It's just because of the so much of the general structure is all being deconstructed and it's happening easier for it on the individual basis to deconstruct the bindings for people as well. Wow, that's interesting. Anybody else want to comment on that? I mean, uh, you know, kind of the idea we talked about earlier of people tend to bind or bond with the frequency that's relating to what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So if they're feeling victimized, then they're going to pick up on articles that are relating to how we were being victimized. And then they'll start thinking, well, I must be one of those super soldier people or whatever it is that relates to how they're feeling. And so I do like to go through with my clients separating how is the feeling different from the experience of what they're experiencing. But I also find that it's relevant and useful when I see what they're binding to, it gives me a good indication of what their emotional healing they need to be working with. And I think if people step back and look at what they're attracted to and what they feel is happening to them, it's not a matter of if it's real or not. It's an indication of how they're feeling inside, an indication of where they're feeling they need work. And so it's useful and it's valid because it's relating how they're feeling in an outward way where they can get a hold of it and work with it. And that then draws them to work with us to find out why they feel these things are happening. And so in a lot of cases they are happening. It is actually truthful. But either way, it's 
it's still an opportunity to get in there and work and be self-aware of where your reality is and why you're being magnetically drawn to those particular frequencies. Um, and also to your gifts, like Jeff said, also being aware of what's happening around you is a gift of stepping above the illusion and seeing through your frequency, your eyes, what's happening in the world and using that as a guide stone for it. Very good. Yeah, I, I also think another thing that would be a good uh, topic to discuss is I run into a lot of what I would consider to be newbies. These are people that have just had their Kundalini awaken. Um, they're, they're really excited. They've had their first successful vision. They're really connecting with something, but then they're really confused. Um, and they run into blockages. And I almost equate it to um, a huge advancement in a millisecond. And so I was wondering, Jeff, how, let's start with you. How would you deal with uh, you know, a, a client like that? I think we've been running into them a lot lately where they're almost overwhelmed with the information that's coming in. I mean, literally some of them, they instantaneously see code and they, they're receiving all the sensory information, but they don't know how to deal with it. So. Like they don't know how to decide what's for them, what's information, what's, um, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like too many, like reading a whole book of um, symptoms and not knowing you know, where do you, where's yours? Not symptoms, but, uh, well, for me, I guess I would, um, I really need to, to, to listen to them. I mean, they, they usually give me, I ask for a real clear, um, description of where, where, where they at so I can read that. So I, I sit in my heart and, and can tune into what, so I'm not, I don't want to give them too much. Um, so it's more of just being, following their lead, their higher self lead, uh, and I'm, I've, I've said this before, I just, um, like, I could tell you a bunch of things I think they might need, but my game is to get out of the way, because I don't really know the best one. Everyone here is going to have a different take on a situation, and I've just come to trust the divine guidance to just um, hone in and uh, point me to the right thing to address, the right amount, and and then I, I get instantly get the flow of these light codes that I'm just, you know, translating into words and also into steps that I'm, I'm doing simultaneously. I mean, that's kind of my MO for most people. So I don't think a new person is much different. You just have to be sensitive to who they are and, and, and what their highest guidance um, says is perfect in that moment. Yeah. How about you, Jerry? I noticed you started to say something. You hit right on the head of where I was going to go next about the vibrational change. Um, I have noticed, especially after DNA activation with a lot of people, it can happen before, but especially after the DNA, the brain starts waking up. It's almost like if the brain starts developing new synapses, new areas of the brain that are undiscovered, although they are discovering some things now, but the 
process of how a person uh, utilizes that information is not what we've actually been taught, especially through the old paradigms. And this is why we talked about new paradigm shifts. And this is what we were talking about yesterday in, in some aspect. People need to truly be guided to see what their real gifts are from what they are experiencing from that. They actually need someone who is a pretty well trained master or high evolutionary teacher to go, let's see where you're coming from. Like when I first met you and before you left, you were doing psychic surgery. You had the ability. I just showed you how to bring it out. Mm. It's the same thing. But if you don't know how to uh, interpret all the information you're getting, because like what Jeff said, it's just overabundance. You need someone to kind of like reel you back in and then say, okay, let's go step by step to what are you experiencing? This is what I'm seeing. Let's see how you can handle the process of what your main strengths are. Because like we were saying yesterday, um, we all have multi-modalities uh, that we can do. But like mine is, I am a healer. I, I love being an intuitive healer. I love being able to use my brain as a, a MRI machine or x machine and go in there and see what's happening and then repair damage or do whatever I can. That's my main uh, modality. That's who and what I am as a, as a healer, and I claim that. And when you claim what you are, you have the cornerstone of your building block to build anything else that you need from it. But you need to understand, just like we've all been talking about, who are you, what are your strengths and characters, and what do you want to come from this new energy? And sometimes you do need to talk to people because even with healers that I know right now, I heal healers, it's probably some of the other ones do too, but it's because we're going through a new um, wake up in our brains, new synapses are being built, new abilities are coming in. And it's how we use them and to find the character of our strength and identity of being either a self-absorbed person are a true empathic person that truly help as we wish to serve, like we've been talking about. And that's a ripple effect I've seen, no matter what country I've talked to people in, we're all experiencing that same um, energy shift. And I think it has to do a lot with uh, the sun right now and the energy coming in, the galactic center uh, energy coming in, but mainly, our, the human race itself is evolving because the foundation of what we are on right now, even though we can make it with technology and stuff, we can't lose our spiritual identity of what we can do with our minds as the same thing as, as our technologies can do. We have to start learning. If we wish to learn how to mentally communicate, we might have to go back to like the origins and uh Australia, and learn how to trust each other in an open format to be able to uh, consciously read each other's minds instead of always using our cell phone or our telephone or the internet. That's true. It's almost like it's a it's a muscle that we need to train uh, and practice is everything. And you know, you brought up another really good point, which is I think the role of a healer today has changed significantly. Because it's not just about fixing and repairing. It's about guiding, directing, and empowering. 
and and none of us on this call are any different. There's mm-hmm. not one person on this call uh, where we haven't possibly gone through our journey where we had some self doubt or we weren't really sure about our own gifts and our abilities. And we had someone step into our lives and assist us, whether it was someone or some event or something. Everyone needs that. We all need one another occasionally. And in fact, I tell healers that contact me, um, there used to be a very large impetus across the internet that none of the healers should ever receive assistance from anyone. But even a phone call from one healer to another can give you a lot of support and really shift it. So I was just curious what you guys thought about that. I'm going to say something really quick. I know I'm really outspoken. But I've had the pleasure of actually experiencing the other healers on this panel. And I would trust them and go to them anytime because um, they're top notch. I could actually feel their energy. I could see what they were doing. And I could feel the vibration or harmonic changes or whatever they were doing, especially when uh, Jeffrey was doing the uh, sound vibrations and bringing in different energies. I could almost hear different languages spoken to me, and it took me back through a journey as well. Yeah, it's cool. So we have a great panel here, and uh, I thank you all for being here. And doing what you do, because I have had the um, experience and the joy and the love of what you have done for me. So thank you. Well, that's very nice. Thank you, Jerry. And Jeffrey, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, even just, uh, I, my first thing I'd like to say is that language on this planet was developed to keep us limited. So quite often in communicating, if we're just using words, it can be a challenge when we're communicating something that's a new experience. So in terms of frequencies, um, as far as the word healing, if you look in the dictionary, the definition for healing is to become sound. And that hasn't been how it's, how it's used that's a good point. Medicines, et cetera, et cetera. Even though if you look at them, they can be frequencies, but they're usually frequencies that bring down the vibration rather than bringing it up. So um, mm-hmm. the other word is ascension. And I, and I think that in one way or another, anybody listening to this particular broadcast is because they're interested in the idea of ascension or maybe descension or... Um, going along with being with the new earth, so-called new earth. And that brings us to relating to what the consciousness of this planet is doing. And um, the consciousness of this planet, the same way that we have a consciousness that inhabits our bodies, this planet is a body for a particular consciousness. And it's been called Gaia or Sophia, or there's probably been a lot of other names. And that consciousness has its own focus on what it's doing in terms of moving on for its own particular evolution or ascension. 
And from my perspective, that's what new earth is. And um, if we, if each of us are standing on this planet and have human bodies, um, it's only because we had some agreement with the consciousness of this planet that allowed us to be here. Whether or not that got interfered with and whether or not that happened eons ago or right now, right. there's still an agreement. And from my perspective, if we can realign with what this planet is doing, we can begin to remember what our agreement is. And at that point, we could change it if we chose to, or we can jump into it and begin remembering what our agreement is and what talents, specifically talents we have, that we agreed to use to come here. Hmm. And I've, I've heard that from many healers that there were uh, gifts that they were superb at in other timelines and other lifetimes, but they abuse them. And that in this lifetime, especially, they're actually being prodded to clean up their act, uh, release and clean up whatever, you know, implications that brought about so that they can re-implement and reactivate those gifts. And, and David, can, David, I really wanted David to comment on that because he's so shamanic, you know, his background. I mean, I feel that we all have a unique, when I'm going to use the word divine frequency, but we all have a unique frequency that connects us to source. And because of that unique frequency, everyone has a unique gift. And... Very true. I think we are also evolving. So even though we're light beings, we're also emotional will beings. We're holding space for physicality through our emotional body. And I think as we've evolved, like you said, there's been experiments in expression of our being that have caused the ability for us to learn what's appropriate space and use of our divine gift. So that can express as overuse of power, as taking power from others, as being overly victimized, not utilizing our power. And so we've gone through these cycles. And once we're in alignment with our true frequency, then proper space to allow us to unfold our gift is available, but also the proper application of what our gift is. Mm. And this goes back to the healing modalities we we're talking about earlier is a lot of people tap into their frequency, but they don't see the form for their essence to take. They don't know how to express their gift. And so they latch into other modalities that seem close and i think that's a way for them to start expressing who they are mm -hmm. but then like you say those modalities start to break down the ceremonies start to lose meaning because it's not their truest expression of their frequency it's just something close and i think as we all fall into our truest expression 
not only do we have the greatest impact on those around us, but we're able to hold that frequency for others so that they can tap into their frequency and they can realize who they are and what their gifts are. And so I think, you know, like we say, it's not like we're fixing other people, but what we're doing is we're giving them an indication of what a clear frequency looks like. So they have something to magnetically, you know, utilize to hold their own frequency clear. Um, that's, that, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And in I'm, fact, I, I've noticed with my work uh, and the additional training that I've been receiving, uh, you know, a healing session does not have to take that long. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And it can be very simple and very effective. So that's what I, anyway, go ahead, Jeff. No, not great. That's great, great. great. <laughs> I was just going to say that, uh, like David, say, David was saying, that um, people do have this very specific skill set, is what I call it. And it's like a multidimensional skill set often. And they're, they're in this place here where most of their best, uh, most of their their most finely tuned skills are really not of use here, but they may have many of them. And then some other people I found are are getting very close, and they're using bits and pieces of that skill set. So I I did try to tap in and make a, a list of what what are their actual innate abilities that, that they may be aware of or may not be. And it's really kind of illuminating. Yeah. Uh, and some people respond saying, Oh, that's perfect because you know, I, I do that with my management group and we do this and we, and I find that I'm always um, activating people and like, that's exactly what they came here with. And then somebody else might just, um, doing things unconsciously because their field uh, is all loaded with codes that, again, pulls things out of other people and shows them things. Yes. So they're, they're walking around um, mirroring people uh, what they need to see. I mean, I found all these unusual um, skill sets that people have because we have such a diverse, um, unlimited background. And we're in this very little, you know, the, the potential here is to open it back up, but it, it, a lot of those, those have to be compressed in order to live a life here and survive. So, um, so it's been very, very helpful just to give that, that bit of information to people what they have already. And, and then some people want to know about their guides and the names and how they're being you know, It helps to know you're not alone. Some people want that. It, it feels very solo when you're doing a uh, spiritual growth or you don't, maybe you're not part of the group. Absolutely. You and your computer, you know, so um, it, it, it does, it's uplifting for some people to really know, my God, I got eight guides in there. They're from here, there and everything. So um, sometimes that's helpful for people too. You know, you described uh, what I would consider to be the guardian way. Uh, you know, I find that sometimes I'll get a client that says, gosh, I feel like no matter where I go, no matter what room I go into, a conference, it could be at work, it could be uh, at a party, 
I don't have to say anything and somebody gets pissed off at me. And I'm curious, I know what, how I've reacted, but I'm curious how you all would react to that. And they, they see it a lot throughout their lives. They're triggering people all the time. Jeffrey, what, what would you do? Yeah, well, um, I have a tendency not to go out too much, but when I do, um, I'm, I'm pretty aware of my interaction with people. And uh, I know that I can be activating for them. And uh, like 25 years ago, when I was doing workshops related to these wands and things that I was, that I was making, the energy was very hot. And people would get activated. And, and I, I, I didn't have any problem just doing a few things. And they didn't know what happened. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get very many negative reactions because they didn't know, they didn't, they didn't know how to relate to it. But the thing is that, um, I, I didn't usually push buttons that would give a negative reaction because I wasn't led to do it because it, you know, it has to do with, um, an interaction of my higher self with their higher self. That if I did something like that, it was because there was a request or it was appropriate. But I haven't really gotten um, a negative reaction to it. And the other thing is, is um, I'm sort of um, go along with what other people think of me is none of my business. So um, because of that, uh, <laughs> other than in my personal relationships <laughs> where I'm in it, uh, I'm pretty good at, at um, not buying into that. And not triggering it, and not and not escalating it. No, uh, I still, just like I think everybody else um, in my personal relationships, that still comes up, especially yeah. the longest ones. Yeah. How about you, David? Um, you know, I find that if I remember to set space, so if I set a neutral heart space where I'm making a field around me that's a neutral inviting field and then I step it down. So I'm consciously intending my field to become less intense as it goes towards the margins. Then I find that people can step up into that field and they can meet me in that heart space and there's never an issue. But like everyone, you're not always conscious and sometimes I'll find that I amp up and I get excited because I have a lot of information for someone and it will trigger their emotional wounding so intensely that then I get this reflection back. And if they're willing to meet me, I can usually de-escalate that and we can find that neutral ground again. And I can kind of, I, I'm a person who doesn't like, when I see something damaged, I like it to see the light so it can come to healing. Mm. And so I found I have to be careful not to expose too much for people that are vulnerable because their defenses feel it's dangerous to be exposed in those areas, especially in hard areas. Mm. And that defense can be so strong that it will attack you to keep you away from where the damage is. Yeah. And so 
like everyone, I have to stay as conscious and present as I can to make sure I'm in a good heart space and I'm not just blasting someone with information that might not be useful for them at the time. Right. That they're and not so ready to, they're not ready to, to not only hear, but they just aren't ready to assimilate it at that time. How, yeah. about, how about you, Jerry? Uh, I'm not even sure what the question was because I was thinking of something else that you were seeing <laughs> on the side. I have to go back to something really quick. Uh, it's something that you said about instantaneous healing or how long it takes. And I've noticed that um, a lot of people, um, sometimes you can just talk to them and you can heal right then and there whatever's happening to them and they won't even know it. Mm-hmm. But because we believe that, because we believe in time that we uh, like, okay, I'm going to pay you half an hour of your time or I'm going to pay you an hour of your time. And if you say to someone, well, okay, you're already done, you can go, but you go, but you've only been with me for five minutes. They don't, they don't believe that they actually got what you have gave them sometime. Yeah. That's one of the things I noticed is changing too. Um, because it's vibrational energy. And then sometimes you can also make it so if they need to feel it, you can say, oh, it's in a way that they can feel the energy shift uh, that just happened. And then as far as your question, um, I shut myself down, my empathy down, my empathetic abilities of be able to feel. Uh, and I just try to, um, if I see someone needs something, I will talk to them and find out where they're at. But I've learned the hard way. Um, you keep your opinions to yourself, to someone who's not asking for your advice. Except for the people he works with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, at least he owned it. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Relationships. <laughs> I think I already went first. You already went first? Okay. Well, okay, now th- this is another thing I've noticed. Have you guys... I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. Um, are you noticing the strengthening of your actual healing abilities? I thought it was just me. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I mean, uh, I definitely have. When, when stri- strengthening, it's... Um, I'm experiencing more more confidence in what I do and uh, being sure of what it is that I do, plus being able to connect all the dots related to it, at least in my own experience. Hmm. Uh, and that's happening more and more. Anybody else? Well, I'm being tutored every night. I'm not tutored. I've just been downloaded. I mean, Every morning, you know, I write down, and it's like, uh, if I ask for something, it comes. If I don't ask for something, it still comes. It still comes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There must be the key. It still comes, whether you ask for it or not, right, Jeff? Yes. Well, what you and I chatted yesterday, and that was an activation. And so last night was crazy, you know, and I was, I, I was like on four councils and all these <laughs> things, you know, all this kind of stuff. Is that because of our conversation? Uh, one part was, uh, yeah, okay. new, 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 new portals were opened because of that, yeah. Right on. How about you, Jerry? 
I would say definitely yes. In fact, uh, I was shown how a physical body could turn into a light being body today. Right on. I just interviewed somebody about that exact topic. Yeah. Very cool. Write it down, man. Yeah. How about you, David? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's more latitude in where I'm able to connect with people, I guess would be a... So it's like I've always had information. It's been a... It's been easier to translate that information to where people are. And I think that's where getting people the information that they're looking for in a way they can understand it. And there's been an increase in my ability to do that. There's been more channels open almost where I can reach people where their reality is so that the information that they're trying to get to themselves, I can relate to them is kind of the feeling I've had lately. Right on. Well, my opinion is that we are getting prepared and we are getting our asses kicked right now to step up and step out and become a master instead of being on training wheels. And the energies are pushing that, they're prodding that, they're uh, bathing us literally millisecond by millisecond uh, to recognize that so much of what we've read within the spiritual community even is false information Um, and to really own that and be a clean slate for this new uh, shift, this new event, this new paradigm that we're stepping into, which is requiring a lot of the healers to, uh, to abandon all that they have been attached to. And I would just like to go around the room and see what you guys uh, are sensing, feeling, experiencing regarding that topic. Jeffrey, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I can. I can see that and experience that happening, um, particularly as my my own vision expands, and as my experiences when I'm working with people expands and each person I, I work with is different. Uh, we, I generally do the same kind of thing and uh, the specifics are different depending on where that individual is and, I, I, and I'm able to see that. And um, I'm pretty much dropping whatever, whatever I quote unquote learned, although it's, it's in there somewhere, and just um, when I'm working with somebody, um, we just connect, do a heart-to-heart connection, and uh, let our higher selves take over. And then the energy flows for what has to occur in that particular situation or what's appropriate to occur in terms of um, the energy is coming through to raise frequencies. And it, it works, it happens to me at the same time that I'm working with the individual. Yeah. And 
it's um, nothing that I've actually specifically learned as a technique in this lifetime. It's what I what I already remember to do, and it's and I and I'm and it just comes through. Right on. Anybody else want to comment? David, Jeff, you have anything to say? <laughs> I think just I forgot that. what the question was. But <laughs> well, just that we're getting, we're really getting kicked in the butt to step it up. The masters on the planet are really getting prepped. Um, and so I'm wondering how is that affecting you or the way in which you see things or how you work with clients? Because I, I really believe all the healers are uh, re you know, experiencing this right now? Uh, well, I just would say that I don't see the manifestation of the change yet for me personally, but I, but again, I'm, I'm getting this, um, I feel like I'm just having this um, bank account shored up. I like, I don't know when I'm going to use all this stuff. <laughs> so, That's good. So it's still, it's just coming in, coming in. So I, I feel like it's, it's coming, whatever it is. Okay, I guess I, um, Go. I, I agree with you, uh, Alexander. Um, we are changing what I, I know I said your name right. Um, and this goes back to some of the conversations where I was saying that as we become more in tune and in alignment with what we are, not only as physical beings, but as a spiritual being within the soul of our bodies as well, as we bring in that energy, we are going to be able to start doing stuff. And we have to let go of the old paradigms. One of the old paradigms to me is, do you need permission to heal someone? And I look at it this way. If all the masters and people are vibrating, you're not going to need permission because just the light that we carry will affect people, just like the darkness used to do to the light. It would either close it in, and then the light would expand. Now the light is expanding, and the darkness is being pushed out in a way. You don't have to ask for your light to be expanded. It just happens. That's why when you look at the masters, it was said that their um, auras could go for five miles. You can see Buddha coming from five miles away, they said. That's what will happen to us eventually. We overcome the limitations of what we used to believe, and we'll stop using words probably as uh, energies, frequencies, because we will be just, we are. Yeah. We are those things that we have tapped into the universal uh, consciousness of God to become that which we already are. And now we will walk in our divineness of how we express ourselves through the physical bodies, and people will see that radiating, that energy through us. We won't have to pronounce what we are. People will see what we have became because of what we are. Yeah, and you said to me a long time ago, uh, you know, we don't go after, how did you say that? Uh, we don't need permission to go after the illness or the disease itself. And I really resonated with that. So, you know, if there's healers out there that are just really fired up to assist in removing uh, cancer virus, for example, or removing uh, whatever is attached to that, then go for it because it affects the all. Um, David, what do you think? 
Well, on that particular issue, I think there's still the matter of discernment because it's a very fine line between helping people and practicing sorcery because oh, absolutely. you know what's best for someone, but you're not tuning into that person's frequency and higher self. You're just assuming that your mind can figure out what's best for someone. Then you are putting yourself in a position of utilizing physics versus <laughs> actually activating somebody's higher consciousness. And I'm not saying it applies to this group, but I'm a little wary of putting out there to everyone in the world that feels like they want to heal somebody to start blasting light and energy towards people that they want to fix, especially if it's a spouse or their family or the neighbor that doesn't like them picking up their newspaper because you get into a situation where holding heart space and unconditional love and empathy for the person has not been implanted first. And I think that's what has to occur before any healing is done. If you cannot unconditionally love and accept the person you're, you're healing, then you can't see what discrepancies are in their field and you're using your mind instead of your light to do that and, process. So and, my little side note there. And I agree with you on that. Uh, and I'm not going to get into a debate or anything, but I've talked to Alex about this and that's why we have talked about, you have to understand unconditional love, unconditional uh, compassion, unconditional um, forgiveness. And this all goes to thyself first. And then the last thing you really need to do in order to really round it out is uh, unconditional understanding of why you're doing what you're, you're doing before you can actually reflect all that to another person. But the more Christ-like people become, the more energy will be spread across evenly through all existence, in my opinion, that we won't want these diseases anyway. You're not... If you eradicate and their scientists doing this now cancer so let's say we got together and we could eradicate it is that a bad thing or is that a good thing and there's where we as individuals have to understand why did we bring it into our existence and consciousness in the beginning and do we as higher evolved beings have the right to take it away if the conditions of why it came in was not um a benefit to the overall existence of human beings or anyone for that matter. You, you get really you see there's a diversity between awesome. the spiritual consciousness uh, our, our being and the physical awareness of being a being. And it's how we choose to live in that continuity of am I true spirit within a physical being or am I just a conscious being within a physical being or physical reality human. David? No, I, you know, I, I think it just goes back to discernment again. Where I, I trust Jerry's discernment, and I trust Jeff's discernment, and I trust Alexandra's discernment, and I trust Jeffrey's discernment on what is not in alignment in my system. 
And so if there's cellular structures that are growing there that aren't in alignment with my frequency, then yes, I would love for those to be removed. But there's a lot of people I've met in the healing community that I look at their discernment and I don't trust that. Mm -hmm. And I would be wary of them working on me remotely because they think, oh, I think I see something in that person I don't like mm -hmm. or doesn't or looks like it's wrong. And so, I mean, obviously we're getting into a larger question here of, <laughs> you know, trusting. I, and I think you're right when you say if you don't have unconditional empathy, compassion, and love, then you can't discern why things are doing what they're doing. And, you know, like an example is we get mistletoe in our trees here and it kills the trees, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is get rid of the mistletoe because it's cancerous to the tree and the tree is going to die. But we wouldn't have saguaro cactuses if we didn't have mistletoe because the trees grow first, the mistletoe goes into the tree it kills the tree, it makes this the right amount of nutrients for the cactus seeds to start growing. So discernment is understanding the overall pattern of evolution, and I think that's true on a light level, on a physical level, emotional level, and I don't know if I see the whole pattern, but that's where my heart can tell me what feels right to do at the time. So I think we're saying the same thing, but yeah, yeah, and and you know I'm thinking more in terms of the maladies of life that obviously are not beneficial, such as cancer mm -hmm. and disease and things like that. Uh, that's where I go with it, um, and I use you know the DNA uh, inter interacting with that. I interact with my radionics. Or I just use my own healing or or essence essences to, to do that sort of thing, but I think he has a point in the fact that as we step up even more into our own authority, um, we are just going to be that which we will be to to heal everything around us. You know, it's not even going to be like a. Um, hey, can I have permission to do such and such? It's, it's, I mean, didn't they say that, uh, you know, if you were within a couple miles of Jesus, you were healed instantaneously just by being in his presence? I, is that pretty much what you're trying to say, Terry? It's whether you believed in him, I, I think. But uh, you could also, but through his words, like he could bring back uh, the dead or he could, people could be, in another town five miles away, and he could say, okay, go home, your daughter will be completely healed. Mm -hmm. There's where, and this is the energy you were talking about in the very beginning. This is where I want to be, at least. I won't do things without people's permission as far as changing their personality. But if they had a disease that made them quarantine because they could affect 20 other people, regardless of they wanted to keep the disease or not because it would harm other people. I would, I would use my ability to get rid of the disease. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to change who they are right. or go against their will. I'm doing what has physically been done to them 
well, like chemtrails, for example. Uh, one of the things I noticed is our water supply, our chemtrails, our food, it's really contaminated. So some people will sit down before they eat a meal and they'll actually bring back the vibrational energy of their food to a temporal energy of where their body can handle it. Now, and that's what I'm basically doing to the person because their disease can indirectly affect me. And if it does, I have the right to protect myself from what they have. It's just like doctors wear masks going into quarantine areas with people that uh, have um, a Ebola. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Ebola or something. Oh, Ebola. Ebola. But if you can take that away because you walk in there and just know that you're not going to be affected, it's not a matter of prestige. It's a matter of, to me, it'd be doing the right thing for what I came here to do. I think that's the point is... You know, I think Jerry is holding a healing frequency that he's expressing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm connecting to information to heal people by having them connect to their own knowing. Mm-hmm. And those are two different categories of work there. Yes, they are. Totally. So I would trust Jerry to do work on me to physically heal something. Yeah. But I don't think I would trust myself to start working in, in somebody's body because that's not my particular gift. Yes. But I could certainly give them knowledge on why they have that in their, their system and what caused them to develop that type of physical symptom of a spiritual issue right and then they could say oh i understand now and then they can help work on clearing their issue but that's a whole different approach giving people information for their own healing and helping them by giving them frequency boosts so that they have new downloaded information to work with versus i think what jerry's talking about is literally changing the frequency and light structure of the people's physical bodies, which is a different line of work. Altogether. So he would, you know, people have their specialties, and I guess knowing that people in their specialties are in their true place doing their work, then I'm comfortable with that happening for sure. It's just when people get out of their true place and they're doing other work that they're not really in alignment with. I think we've had problems in the healing community, and that's why not everybody's always had the best outcomes. Yeah, yeah good point. Now, Jerry, hold on. Jeff, you were going to say something. Oh, just, so what do you do, Jerry or, or David? I mean, I was asked by someone whose spouse had cancer, and I went to work on them, and their higher self absolutely was a no, no, no. This is their choice. This is the way they were going to be. So I was using my discernment, but I, I'm just wondering, Jerry, like, would you do that? Or you would, because uh, I don't, uh, there was nothing that wanted to be done there in that case. Can I throw something in before you respond? Sure. Because I'm sure everyone's had that experience. I just I, I have. Um, I, I, I think this is where I might veer off from Jerry. Uh, I feel very strongly right now at this time that we all have submitted and made agreements uh, of our own exit plans. And those exit plans are being, what's the word, they're being instituted, they're, being, they're, they're taking place. And uh, we are not supposed to be 
interfering with that. That's an agreement made between themselves and their higher, uh, their higher power of whatever, whatever they want to call it. And in my opinion, if their higher self is saying, do not touch me because they're ready to go and they're ready to go on to their next part of the journey. Um, I, that's the, that's the message and the guidance I've gotten directly from creator. So anyway, you can give them comfort. You can, give them, you can give them comfort and you can yeah. lower their pain and you yeah. can, and you can, uh, you can even heal their spouses, their children, their whoever that's being affected, but you're not supposed to prevent them from fulfilling their exit plan. Okay. That's what I've been told. Just, anyway, David, I, what wanted I wanted clarity on that. Okay. In fact, I've been told that if you interfere with someone's exit plan, and this is difficult for healers to hear because we automatically want to help because we love and we want to support and, you know, provide them comfort and whatever else. But I have been told that if you uh, are told, let's say it's exactly what you said, Jeff, where you're told that a friend's husband is sick and he refuses to go to a healer and refuses to ask for help. But the, but the wife is desperate and really wants the assistance. I have been told that if you step in when they have not asked, they don't want the help, they've made it very clear that they don't want the help. They want to go down maybe a conventional Western medicine path or they don't want to have any help at all. I have been told that it will actually cause you, yourself, the one that is interfering, um, it will cause you some issues with your own exit. So, yikes! Okay, they're that serious. I mean, that's what I've heard. Anyway, David, what do you, what do you want to say? Oh no, I'm fine. I was just wondering what Jerry's take on the. Uh, I'm in this position with someone who I really care about, and and uh, I love him dearly as a friend. And this is where David would come in. This is why I like working with a team. Because this is where they need information to know the value of what extending their life can do and if they have any more to contribute. Because they're offering, someone's offering them a carrot on one side of the uh, passing of their life. I know who you're talking about. And their life, because the way it is right now, they're not getting the full fulfillment. So for them, they think going to the carrot would actually give them a better retrieve as a spiritual being than as a physical being actually doing the things that they are doing where they can see where they're bringing love, caring, and giving into people. This is where you, I would come to your expertise, David, and say, can you help them see the clarity of both sides of the fence? And I don't have that expertise. I, I I can reason, but when a person just made up their mind, it depends if it's their, if their mind or their spirits that's doing the actual um, wishes of, the, of, of their existence. What do they have to live for or is their passing to their death actually bring them more than what they thought? And see, yeah. this is where you get into the psyche of, of them, and I don't necessarily do it that way. And I, I think it's the 
when people get too caught up in the physicality, they lose the ability to see what the spiritual importance of their incarnation was here. And I do a lot of work with people to help them realize that not only is it a blessing to be able to come into the physical, but almost all of the light beings are standing in line to try to get into the physical. And the physical life here is like a cherry on top of the cake. Just even incarnating here connects their home frequency to this physical existence, which actually creates a whole different gestalt consciousness system, which could get real complex. But when they realize, when you see someone realize how their being here, even if it's for a day, literally does change the entire world, and it changes the light body, it changes source, because source's expression here has been individualized and it has then evolved into an understanding that's unique to that person when they're here. So when they have that clarity, when it's time for them to pass on, they can find the gratitude in their existence here and the gratitude for their physicality. And even if it's for a short period of time, the gratitude for the ability to experience in this particular level of frequency of physicality. And then it also helps them pass over because they have an ability to connect that light cord back to source before they're actually leaving their incarnate body. Mm. And it gives them their support group, so to speak, or their light beings here to help carry them through. And then, of course, also allowing them to realize what they were trying to experience through that physical illness and through what they see as possibly traumatic life experiences. So that's the next part. And it's not, you know, a lot of people are like, you should, you know, the physical is an illusionary thing. You should just rise above it and be in spirit. And then there's a lot of people that say there's no spirit. Everything is just your body. But I think finding the balance so that you can honor your physical journey while keeping your spiritual connection is really the trick so that you have that, I don't like the word detachment, but you have that presence to experience things through the physical in a spiritual manner, because that's what we're trying to do. And also to experience spiritual in a physical manner so it, it goes both directions so i'm going to get going too far out on one way here but that's kind of the <laughs> i understand exactly what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah and there's awesome and that's where all this new energy is coming in because as you develop abilities and talents and you have places that you can go learn from different people the value of life starts really increasing, in my opinion. And the will to live is the strongest that there is, they say. So, 
Yeah, there's a unique symbiotic relationship between the physical body, the emotional body, and spirit. And that sense of loss that people feel when that's disconnected is dramatic. Yes, it is. And the gestalt of those three systems working together is much more incredible than most people realize and if they do realize it while they're still here, I really think it helps them, like you say, enjoy their life as, even though they might be in physical pain or even though they might feel like they're isolated or whatever it is, by realizing they're actually in this incredible symbiotic relationship and they're experiencing through these three different layers of experience at the same time. Um, yeah, it seems like so much of the issues for all of us is about gratitude and being able to find that silver lining in everything that goes down in your life. Trying to find out, you know, well, why is it happening? What am I gaining from it? How is it getting me from point A to point B? You know, uh, it's a guidance system. Even, even if it's difficult, it's still a guidance system. It's how you choose to interpret it. I think another thing I wanted to ask you guys, uh, I wanted to say this word. I feel that this word is key uh, for those that maybe have difficulty receiving healings. You know, what I mean by that is receiving the benefits from a healer's healing. And that is resistance. So I would like to see what your guys' uh, responses to that word. Jeff? No, next. I'm still thinking. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm resistant. Can <laughs> you explain that a little more? What, what, what? Well, what, what in your healing practice has involved the word resistance. What do you find comes into play around the word resistance? I mean, I mean I for me, I find resistance is almost always around people's woundings. And so they've developed an armor to protect themselves from further wounding in that area and that defense mechanism or however you want to look at it is resistant to being poked at because it feels vulnerable. So I find that almost all that resistance I find in my clients is the fear of them being vulnerable and opening up to change. And so it's really that fine line between allowing them to be vulnerable so they can actually change their situation and their energetics, but being conscious that there is wounding in place and that this outer shell, this resistance to the work is because they are so wounded in there. And they'll play games with you and try to move around it. And they'll do all kinds of things to try to avoid where that real sensitive spot is. And to me, when I get feel resistance or even argumentative with my clients, it's almost always tells me 
we found where their deepest wounding is. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to back out and kind of circle around where that wounding is in a gentle manner so that we can really get in there and bring the change that they came to me in the first place for. Right on. Yeah. Jeffrey, I, you wanted to say something? Well, I, I agree with, with what David's saying, and that it's um, resistance to change. And we've all um, been programmed. And as the frequencies are coming in, uh, the, and the grids are changing, etc., the things that have supported that programming in the past, is that's all breaking down. Yes. And what the resistance I see is to releasing what is comfortable and what, it, what is known to be able to step beyond that and embrace the next thing um, where you don't know what's going to happen. But that's what's going to be required is to just release release whatever your uh, focus there was, whatever way you thought that things are so you could see how they really are which could be very similar but there's a fear and a resistance to doing that in in case it's going to hurt or uh, not be what you think it is the thing about that it's a paradox because you don't know what it is yeah you can't like in some processes um, of creating, quote unquote, your reality, you imagine from um, where you are now and what's going to make you happy. The thing is, because of the programming, you don't really know what you're choosing to experience in specificity. You might be choosing to experience... Um, something in your heart that you felt, love that you felt, a unity that you might have felt from time to time, but a specific physical thing or action or how you're choosing it to be, it's not something that, w that we know or remember yet. That makes sense. Very good. So... I, I'm I'm running out of questions, but I did want to ask you. Uh, Wait, take on that one. Do you get? Would you like to answer that, Jerry? Yeah, because I I find out resistance comes in um, three different ways. Whether you're dealing with an empath, a person who's a narcissist, or someone who just doesn't like you would say a newbie who's just going through life and living their daily existence. Um. It also depends on if a person's attaching fear to their resistance or love. And the one thing that I do, and, and this is where, um, is to teach them to become empowered over that which they thought they had no power over, which is to release. And it comes back into learning how to love thyself, to be able to truly uh, let go of that which uh, is imprisoning your own thinking um, so you can release it, but whatever, whatever you release, you always have to put it with something that's of another vibration or a different thought. So 
very interesting, but it, that's a complex way of looking at it because people are very complex in that aspect. Absolutely. Yeah. And a person who's empathic holds on to um, fear. A person who might be a narcissist has resentment. It's always the other person's fault. So it depends on the dynamic of um, who you're dealing with when it comes to resistance. And what makes a really good reader or a good healer or whatever is seeing the nuances of how they're changing the word games, like David was describing. To be able to know that you can see the truth within them and then learn how to go to the center of their core problem. Very good. And for me, I, I focus a lot on uh, their point of origin and their first point of trauma. That's, that's mm -hmm. where I always go. But, uh, okay, now, last but not least, what are all of you seeing as far as what is out there that is still a resistant force projecting negativity uh, towards humanity? David. Have something in mind. I mean, I see it on a more energetic plane. Okay. You know, I, I truly believe that we are all trying to work towards heart space. And I believe there, what I'm going to call a gap in between where people are meeting and heartlessness has kind of seeped in between there and it's on the micro it's inside people they have to catch themselves when they start to get polarized on one side of the gap or the other and start feeling like the other is not human or they can't find heart for it and then it's in the macro between nations and political parties and everything else that's going on and so i feel it's that connecting heart to heartlessness is where we're heading and the resistance is the heartlessness has taken a power position and it's made itself a virtue you've got to strive above the other and you you know survival the fittest and blah 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 good point and it's for me it's pulling from your own heart and coming up behind heartlessness and realizing that all of it is heart the only thing heartlessness is, is heart without light, but it's still heart or else it wouldn't be the opposite. And so finding that understanding, I think allows it to depolarize and then we can find unity with what supposedly we're fighting. But that's my little, that's how I see or my way I view it. How about you, Jeff? I can't say that I feel like there's any new or amped up force as much as, um, well, of course, that's occurring, but I don't, I think the way out is the same. And I want to hear what you, I feel like you, you had something in mind by asking that. So I want to throw it back to Alexander right now. What did you, what do you feel? What's going on? I have, uh, I have, I have seen and then gone back to the radionics to, to, you know, confirm it like on the physical and the frequency level. 
And one of the latest things that I've noticed is that uh, you'll have so many days of, of clear skies and then you'll have deluged skies with chemtrails. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so one day I was just kind of talking, you know, and going, you know, what are they doing? What are they really doing? What are they trying to hide? What are they trying to spray, et cetera? So it kind of got me on this path and I started investigating and tapping in and also reviewing it. And there's no question that there's some sort of additional virus that they've added to the bag uh, and it's coming up in the system. And I do feel that it might have something to do with, um, in particular, it's the intestinal tract. And I actually saw it. It's, um, it's kind of like a, a black blob with, with legs on it and uh, it attaches itself to the intestinal wall and it's just it just happened too many times in one week with various people even animals for god's sakes and i'm like okay what are you trying to show me you know and i realized that uh this is like one of their last ditch efforts you know to dump this sort of and it's some sort of virus that's parasitic it's obviously um what it does is it causes people not to be able to digest their food. And I don't know if you guys have been running into that a lot, but as the frequencies are going higher, people are having a little more digestive issues. Um, and so I kind of was digging into that and that's what, that's what I have seen as of late. Okay. What about you, Jerry? Um, I have seen what you're talking about, Alex. Uh, but the other thing is the consciousness of how we're uh, coming together in one way of uh, unity as far as um, how people treat each other. But unfortunately, we still have this uh, diversity of manipulation uh, because we still have wars, we still have... Um, hidden politics, and we still have um, distrust among the races of people on this planet. That's, that's manipulated in a lot of ways. But on the bright side, exactly what you've been talking about as far as the vibration changing, people coming into a higher clarity of seeing the truth behind the situation, um, that is really picking up. And I think the more we become empowered as far as what we can do as a, a physical being in this world, the more of the corruption that we don't want in it will fade away. And that's why I think they're doing what they're doing to try to keep the physical body down uh, in a way of trying to break the uh, spirit from actually overcoming the adversities of the manipulations that are actually caused in this world. Right. Things that we believe that we have no control over. Right. Very, very good. Well, uh, my last question to everyone here, and nobody gets away with not saying anything, and that is if you were at a party and someone said, hey, I hear you're a healer, how would you describe who you are and what you do is different from someone else? What is it that makes you who you are with your own healing. Jeffrey. Okay. Um, 
and tuned her to, to first of all, uh, even see the situation where someone comes up and says, Jeffrey, you, you're a healer, you know, what is it, what is it you do? Or explain that to me, because it, uh, I don't focus on or think of myself as a healer. Uh, I work right. with frequencies. And so um, I might say to that, well, uh, in the past, what I've called it is um, a kind of energy, working with energy or shamanic healing, which is just working in an altered state. And in reality, what I'm doing is now assisting people to connect with the consciousness of a planet. And I do that through frequency and rhythm entrainment so they can focus on the higher frequencies related to what the planet is doing and what their focus is with the planet. Um, I, I, I have to admit that uh, on weekends, on Sundays, uh, my wife chooses to have me out of the house and I like to hike, so I, I joined this group that I hike with and it's people from 45 to 85. It's amazing to see these old yeah, people. Yeah, it's cool. Mountains. Um, mm. Although I'm older than a lot of them too. <laughs> and um, it hasn't come up. I've been open, you know, to talk about it. But with, with this particular group, it just, the interest and focus is, isn't there. We talk about hiking and about the land and sure. that kind of thing. And not about a spiritual progression, because I, I also don't ever speak on a religious aspect, because my focus is outside of religion, which I think has, has limited people. So yeah. I've been out like eight times, and there was only one time when it came up where I could really didn't say what it was I did and it was with somebody who's been a massage therapist for 30 years yeah so they had a basis to understand what I was doing even though oddly enough they didn't have a relationship to what um, shamanism or a shamanic way of working was which I was surprised about very cool okay who wants to go next don't all jump in at once <laughs> David. Jeff Lipp. Okay, David, Jeff. Jeff David. Okay, Jeff. Go Jeff ahead. David. Okay, so um, this is actually uh, something I always talk to you about. Like, I need to get better at my uh, my uh, water cooler talk. <laughs> I thought I don't that have it. when I asked this question, by the way. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> well, I I choose to work with people who have um that have gotten past their own inner resistance and want to ask for help in making, uh, you know, changes in their life. And uh, the way I work is I connect through my heart space on the inner plane. I work with their higher self. I um, scan for, uh, for, for that which they are wanting to have uh, released or worked on or addressed. And that could be all kinds of things. Um, the manner of the way I work is I um, I am like a frequency master. I can actually <clears throat> yes. need some water. Sorry. Are you ever frequency master is so perfect for you. 
No, I, I, I've never really said that. That's really what my uh, skill set is uh, coming to this planet. True. Um, so I'm, so I, I, I pull in light codes. I, I am able to translate them to words, and, and I'm, I, I give, write the words down for the people to then later read. These, uh, these reports that they read later are actually activations that go into their system and create um, energetic shifts that, that later on will uh, create more dynamic um, outcomes and create dynamic connections in their life toward their, their, where their, their mission is, what their, uh, their defined loop might be. So, um, so I'm working on, on several dimensions over or sometimes right in the physical, so it just depends. And um, sometimes the results are instant, some are invisible. Um, and, and when I do, and it happens instant, it's like you were saying before, time is not really necessary. So I end up doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to -back, um, shifts because they're very fast. Because if you're in a, in a removed enough state of frequencies and one is space, there's no time, and so they happen with the speed of thought, basically. So it's very quick. And I, I want to add to that, you know, where Jeffrey uh, really – Soar through he's Jeffrey soars through sound. Okay. Uh, you soar through the written word. I mean, seriously, I'm just going to give people an example. He sends this to me. You know, he just like gets this like bam. Um, it says every night is so intriguing to recall the events for the last night. Higher dimensional relationships were made among the star creations. You were involved with quantifying changes in others' heliotropic spheres. And you were coordinating attack cannons to be projected inwardly towards the source of frequency modulations, you know, uh, so on and so forth, you know, regarding eradicating darkness. I'm stopping. Um, but it just, it's so loaded with encodements. It's like, you know, all I have to do, I wouldn't even have to re read this and I would go, bam. It's an, an incredible. Anyway, uh, Jerry and David. Which one of you guys wants to go next? I can go. Um, so I'm usually working with people to find where either they can express their truest frequency in their life or they have particular blockages or intrusions or dimensional instabilities that are keeping them from feeling empowered where they are so that they can move forward with their incarnation. And I also work on different levels. So I can see a person's field and I can work from that field. I can see where there's a blockage energetic or it could be a mental blockage or an emotional wounding or even a somatic physical wounding and then I just travel back or I guess sideways I travel out and I trace that pattern back to where it occurred so it could be a childhood trauma it could be what we call reincarnational it could be from when they were light beings, it could be 
any number of different places. And then what I do is, is I bridge a connection to that place so that they know where their, that vulnerability came so that they have power over why they have power over removing that blockage themselves. And then I help them bring essence back in to where it's missing in that part of them so that they have the fullness of their frequency back in, in that area. Um, and there's a number of other things. So incongruities in their energetic field, I can help them bring their frequency back through the channels in their body and then direct it to where it needs to go. But the way I feel I work is I'm bringing consciousness to them and bringing consciousness to their aspects and so that those two consciousnesses can come back together and become whole again. So I'm almost acting as a bridge between themselves and their parts and allowing the consciousness to reconnect and then there's a fluidity of light in their system again as that frequency becomes in alignment it all is at the same you know level and so there's no more incongruities that are causing problems in their life so and i would say just from working with you you're one of your amazing gifts is you are a pattern tracer, which is a very unique ability. Very, I'm serious when I say that. And also uh, your ability to travel uh, in the multidimensional field to, and, and be able to be aware simultaneously of all the different pieces of that individual in all those different dimensions that that that's what i picked up on you anyway he also is inspirational to me david that you are uh, very um gifted at empowering people to it, empowering people so yeah yeah they're not pass they're not passive you're um, you're making people um be uh taking charge of their own healing as well as being a facilitator so. but i think we all do that actually no offense david but we all see that. How about you, Jerry? Funny you asked that question. Oh, God. Okay, you only have 30 seconds. No, but uh, basically I'm a, an intuitive uh, diagnostic scanner. I, I scan the body. I can read chakras, tell people what's happening to them in different parts of their uh, physical body, uh, find out where their soul is, talk to their higher self. and the good thing was when I'm at a party compared to when I'm doing something like this, as you well know, I'm a hands-on healer. Yeah, so I and all know that. So when I'm at a party, what happens to me normally is once people find out that I can read or do whatever, for the next two to three hours or however long the party sometimes lasts, depending on how much stamina I have, I'm basically working on people, yeah. um, going through, reading them, uh, readjusting them um, and helping them back into alignment. So 
I'm one person you would definitely want to invite to your party. You love what you do. Now, that would be one, one quick last question for you, Jerry, would be within the healing community, many of us are not really keen about hands-on healing anymore. What would you say to that? Because people are a little bit like, well, how clean are you? How are you not transferring whatever you pick up from other people? Uh, what would be your reaction to that? If I'm true to what I say, even if a person is sick or whatever, I won't get it. it if you're a true Christ-like embodiment, he didn't get sick from being the leopard. He didn't say, here's two aspirin and call me in the morning. <laughs> he did what he did because the power of what, everything that we're talking about was instantaneously coming through him. And he knew how to not only protect himself, because he knew how to hold space for himself, but he knew how to give onto that person what they needed to be healed. Because he knew and understood the physical makeup of, the electrical chemicals of the body and the physical uh, chemical changes of the body. And when you tap into it that much and the mind can go into places that we're just now discovering, I, I, I prefer hands-on healing over remote. I, I'm good at remote and I've had a lot of success with it. But you love um, hands-on healing. I know you Well, do. because there's, there's more of a, energetic exchange between two people at that point there there are things that i can do uh when i'm actually have my hands physically on people because i can describe this is exactly what i see happening to you go check it out with the doctor and i get a lot more information i can actually see changes happening instantaneously um when i have hands on and it's not that they, it can't happen remotely the same way but for me, my um, who I am just becomes more empowered to what I love doing through hands-on. Right on. Well, and I would say for me, since I'm the one doing the interviewing and you guys aren't asking me the questions, I would say for me, uh, my main forte is I'm very good at determining patterns. Um, habits patterns that are blocking people in their path their uh their progress uh what have you and of course because i'm an alchemist just frequency i have this capacity to reach through my essences um the perfect set of codes and frequencies within what i make and and i can do healings and i do healings but i really like making um alchemy I, I just love it you know so for whatever that's worth anyway so um i want to thank everybody for listening i think this was just really important uh to bring in like an updated review with the healing team and we are growing and if you haven't already noticed we are uh going to be bringing in some feminine <laughs> feminine energies <laughs> that was the first thing these guys said yesterday. We really need to bring in some female healers. So um, stay tuned for that. We are, we are working with some people right now. 
anyway, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to drop us an email. You can always uh, email us at admin at galacticconnection.com. If you have a question, make sure you just direct it to the appropriate person. So we have Jeff, Jerry, David, and Jeffrey. And uh, we will make sure that the customer service manager gets that information to the appropriate party. And so stay tuned. We're hoping to do a few of these on a more consistent basis in the future. And I just want to thank all of you guys because you guys are awesome. Um, mm. We're all so, we're just all so different. You know, our perspectives, our lenses, our, mm. uh, our approaches, uh, our, even our, our backgrounds are so radically different. And yet we're just all sitting here and we totally are in allowance of accepting each other for how we do it, what we do. There's no necessity to compete or to belittle or to say, oh, well, I'm so much better in this way. This is the wave of the future for all of the healing community. This is the way it should be. And uh, we are here to support not only, you know, whoever comes our way, but we're here to support the healers as well. We want to make sure we hold that space of, of um, confidence and uh, purity and, of course, uh, safety and uh, privacy. So know that about Galactic Connection. We take it very seriously here. So uh, love you guys with all my heart. I'm so honored to have an amazing audience. You guys just keep us all thriving and alive. And you teach us, you know, you teach us. So uh, take care and uh, stay tuned. And we'll have more cool stuff in the future. Don't namaste. know. Where. Yeah, namaste. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye.